Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Katie McGregor Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. Today, I've gathered a group. Who is it a group? It's quite a group. Um, to talk about the current situation, what we're facing, but more importantly, what opportunities exist for the AV integration community to approach clients, both uh, old and new, with the types of services that our community provides and making sure that our services are available and understood and and uh, and, and readily accessible. So uh, this is going to be a long conversation. I encourage you to uh, put on some comfy pants, put on some comfy slippers, maybe take the dog for a walk. Don't know. Might break this one in two parts. We'll just see how it unfolds. This is AV Trade Talk. Let's get this one started. So first on my guest list here, I've got Kevin Main of Taurus Power. How are you, sir? Good, Katie. How are you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so I introduced you, Kevin. Taurus Power is located in? We're, we're based in Toronto. Um, I live just out just west of Toronto, and uh, we have uh, manufacturing on the, the north end of the city in Toronto. All right. Excellent. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I've got Tim Sinev. How are you, sir? Well, Katie, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. Tim, your role with Barco is? Um, I had a residential division, so Barco Residential. Excellent. And you are also joined today by Daniel. Sir, Daniel, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. And Daniel, you actually have a last name too. It's Daniel Nielsen. Uh, your, your role with Barco is? So um, I do it the residential side, but only for the Americas. Well, not only, but Tim does the world and I handle the Americas. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Josh Christian, how are you, sir? Doing well, thank you. Good, good, good. And you are with? The Home Technology Association and based out of Calabasas, California, which is part of LA area, but like all of us in the home office in Woodland Hills, California. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. We're going to be hearing lots of that. <laughs> yeah. Lots of home office. Lots of home office. Excellent, excellent. We'll swing back to you in a moment. Mark, sir, how are you? In my normal greeting to Katie. Hey, you know, how you doing? <laughs> no, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> good, good. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. We'll come back to you. George, how are you, sir? Great, Katie. So I'm George Walter, and I have a kind of unique situation because I'm sitting in Atlanta. Um, our corporate is in New York, but our manufacturing is in Los Angeles. So we're kind of spread across all places right now. Um, most, Actually, every one of those areas are in like the top five. So yeah. 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 You are, you, you are all over the place, aren't you? Good to see you again. We'll swing back and get, get a little bit of an update from you. Alex, sir, how are you? Doing well. Alex Capislatro, CEO of Josh AI. Uh, company split between Denver and LA, but I am trying to escape crowds down in Palm Springs right now. Nice. <laughs> nice. Excellent. That's a good choice. Good choice. Ed, sir, how are you? Fantastic. Good. Good. And you are Ed with? Uh, Boudet's Home Electronics Simplified in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Excellent. Yep. Welcome. And this is your first time on AV Tribe Talk, so welcome. First time. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Skyler, sir, how's it going? Going awesome. How are you doing, Katie? Doing well. Where are you in the world today? I am in Austin, Texas, working from home Excellent. with everybody else. Excellent. As you should. We're screen, we're screen Innovations. We are manufacturers of projection screens and uh, home uh, window shades as well. And uh, really excited to have this conversation today because I'm really interested to hear a lot of the feedback that everybody has as far as, you know, how we can, uh, you know, help each other and try to determine the best way to kind of navigate this, both as a manufacturer and from a, a uh, integrator standpoint. Yeah, 
Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, this show actually really stemmed from a conversation that you and I had early last week. So it seems like uh, about a year ago already since we had that conversation. I know, but, uh, right? But here we are. We're gathered here today. So, uh, yeah, look at, looking forward to this. Lots of great insights about to be, about to be shared. So we'll swing back to you here in a moment. Hi, guys, sir. How are you? Hey, Katie. I'm well. Good. Good, good. Good. Uh, I'm Haggai Feiner, CEO of Access Networks. We're based in Easton, Pennsylvania, and also Valencia, California. But I live in Santa Monica, and that's where I am right now. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Joe, sir? How's it going? I'm uh, Joe Whitaker with Thoughtful Integrations, integration company operating out of Dallas, Texas, and St. Louis, Missouri. Excellent. Thanks for joining. Joe, Joe you've, been, you've done a bunch of these with me, but it's been a while, so I'm, I'm happy to have you back. It has been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we kind of had half of this conversation uh, uh, earlier, but it's, it's about to get all, all new all over again. All right, last but not least, we're pulling in Lisa Montgomery. Lisa, Lisa, say hi. Hi there. I'm Lisa Montgomery. I am Katie's sidekick at KMB Communications, and I, I've spoken with all of you at one point in time, so hello. <laughs> Yay! Hey, welcome, Lisa. welcome. So this is also Lisa's first time on AB Trade Talk. So Lisa and Ed, welcome. Thank you, thank you for being first timers. And uh, I guess Skylight actually is for you too, to a degree as well. So thank you, thank you again. All right. So uh, round robin of, of introductions. Those are aside. Now we're going to jump right in. Today we wanted to talk about. Um, as I put the show together, I, I sort of gave it this, the working title of turning lemons into lemonade. Um, a little bit of that is is kind of Acadiaism and how I tend to to view the world. I am forever the optimist. That is probably why I do what I do. Um, but more importantly, as I, in talking with integrators, manufacturers, associations, and those that I call the adjacent trades, uh, I'm, while I am hearing some dark and dire things, I also am hearing of a lot of uh, job opportunities, uh, uptick in business in some particular categories, obviously not in others, but there is business to be had and the customer integration community is perfectly poised to provide those services, as I started to say at the beginning, but also to be there as a support mechanism for existing clients as well as prospects and those who may not even know who you are yet. Um, This is not a conversation about all the things that are wrong in the world. This is not a conversation that's going to touch at all on politics. You don't get that when you talk to Katie. Um, instead, we're here to talk about what's possible and to help, as Skylar said, kind of help navigate what's going on here. And uh, hopefully everyone listening in and uh, that's on the show kind of walks away with some some actionable items and things that uh, can put into action or at least can explore further and see if they make sense for your company. So with that sort of being the overarch, I'm kind of just kind of opening it up right up to the room. We're not going through a, a QA session whatsoever. But um, Mark, I'm going to start with you. Skylar Fold in um, since you and I kind of started this conversation early last week. Um, Mark, you and I really kind of, we, we went down into the weeds a bit and really sort of talked about talked about this the situation and you know how prepared are we as an industry and things like that so um if you would kind of tee things off for me there um and just sort of share your position on on the the situation as it is right now and 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 what you think yeah well thanks katie thanks for having me on and how's it going everybody you know i have been thinking about this quite a bit and you know in our industry i think we're going to talk with a lot of people here on the call and some of the obvious things that it eventually will reinforce having entertainment in the home, uh, proper networks. I mean, all the things that we've kind of getting used to as as standards, almost, uh, you know, a network is almost like water these days, and uh, some actually more important than water. And uh, just ask some of my kids. And and then, you know, with, with, with opportunities for 
you know, theater uh, and, and all the other things. I think those are going to come out. But what, what can we do right now? And, you know, it looks like a lot of the people on this call are probably in the same vein of being energizer buddies. I don't think we want to sit still too long. And the other thing that I think about when we want to do stuff and, and make good use of your time is, you know, I don't want to think we're confusing activity with productivity. So what can we do as an industry to learn more about maybe the things that we're so busy to almost fly by with during the year? I mean, if I just pick on some of the the, uh, the people on this call, you know, so I'm just, you know, no, no particular order, you know, getting a dealer to learn more about what, what true, you know, power conditioning is with Kevin Maine's company or, you know, with Barco, you know, how great can a projector be? Or learning about proper voice control with Alex's company or learn about, you know, a nice home theater that's easy to do with Rava. <coughs> Or learn about an association like with with Josh, you know, or learn about, you know, networking even more with with Haggai and, uh, and then learn about probably everything under the sun with Joe, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with just finding out what's more available in this industry and to dig a little bit deeper because, you know, I'm very proud to say that, you know, I'm involved with the tech summits, you know, I'm very proud to say I found them 11 years ago. And they're very education-oriented. That's one of the reasons we kicked this whole thing off years ago with all the reps in Southern California. Now it's expanded across the country. But the foundation is education. And without sounding too preachy, I think we get away from that because we get so darn busy with stuff. We get busy putting out fires. And so I, mean, I hope that maybe this time where it's home, you're kind of based in your home or you really can't do as many things, you know, dig into things you've been meaning to do, meaning to learn about, you know, find out a little more about how you can increase your business. As we all come out of this, I'm sure we're going to find ways that we could do more with maybe less as we go forward. I mean, we go back to 2008. I think a lot of businesses, I don't know about downsize, but I think they right size. They got much smarter. I think it's an opportunity that we have here as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Skylar, jump jump in here because it is again, it's we we kind of kicked this conversation off off last week, but you know, there's a lot of things that integrators can be doing right. Integrate all of us, but it's kind of focusing specifically on the integration community. Um, what are some of the things you see right off the bat that that are opportunity opportunities that could be explored? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I don't know. This it's funny that we're all online right now having this conversation. Cause I don't know if you've seen that meme that's been floating around. It's like, I'm an introvert. I've been preparing for this day in my whole life thing, <laughs> you know, and I can, I can really uh, associate with that a lot because that's how I am. And uh, I look at my home as my escape, right? Like this is how I view my home. Like this is, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to go. And I think what this is doing is, it's giving us as a society the opportunity to understand like, hey, you know, if, if the world goes to crap, we still have a place of solace and that's in our home. And that's kind of, you know, regardless of your business, regardless of if you're a consumer or a manufacturer or whatever, that's really what I think we're all starting to understand now. But from the CDS standpoint, that's what we've been preaching for years. That's what we've been trying to tell everyone for years. It's that, hey, look, like, look how amazing the experience can be at your home. So every time you walk through the door, you just have this overwhelming feeling, right? And I think from, a, a, from that standpoint, that's the story that we just have to continue to tell. I honestly, I don't think much is changing for us other than, you know, maybe some standardization of business practices. You know, as, and, as, and, and as much as like 
how we actually go about that business. But the story that we tell is still the same story. Right. And I think, again, like, you know, Joe was talking about just, just a second ago with his with his network and actually telling people like, hey, you know, here's a, a real world solution that can immediately impact your life and make things a lot simpler. When your network goes down or, you know, God forbid something happens to this over here, you've, you've got this plan in place to automatically like keep your life going. Right. And your home is the centralized point at which that happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as being able to communicate to clients from based on your home experience, you know, this is what I've done in my home to make, to create this space that right now serves as a sanctuary, serves as a sanctuary, but also function as a home office, as a place where your children have to continue to learn. You know, there's, there's a lot going on in the home and home environment right now. And, and, uh, you know, certainly some are are better prepared to, to sort of present from that space than, than others. Um, but I, you know, I think being, you know, being very kind of being very present with what we're doing in our spaces and sharing that with our clients, um, you know, as an industry, I think, and a community, I think is, is really important. Joe, um, Skylar called, called you in. Um, come on over here, Joe, and talk to us a little bit about um, uh, Joe and Joe and Ed, too, you know, and I want you guys to, to chime in here simultaneously you know, with respect. Um, but talk a little bit about the integrator position and where, what is, what's kind of some of the feedback that you're getting from clients right now or from prospects, um, inquiries, are they panicking about, you know, like, are things going to work or is it that they need more stuff? What is it? It's, it's interesting because, you know, you look at kind of what we're facing today and and there's always a, a bad side, a good side, right? So I'm like you, you know, I'm, I'm usually optimistic. So I try to look at the good side. But the interesting thing is with our company as a whole, we're very central in the United States from Dallas, you know, up to Missouri. So overall, with the turn of everything, we're kind of late on the bus. It's like, you know, the 0708 housing market crash. We're, we're a little behind in the, the, the panic area. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're watching what's going on on the East Coast and West Coast and learning from that as we go. We, we haven't had a lot from customers as of yet of a change, um, but we could see the dynamic happening. I got a call this morning about uh, someone who didn't uh, like the price, quote unquote, of our network solution that we offered, uh, which is funny. We were just talking about this, but now wants to pull the trigger because they now have five kids in their house all at once trying to watch YouTube and play Minecraft while this guy's locked in the house trying to do his actual job. So, you know, these things are, there are, they're starting to really come out. Um, but, but as we talk about this, um, you know, there's two things I, I, I really want to kind of put out there for people who are listening to this podcast and it's um, shift of mindset. You know, you know, our CD industry has evolved and changed many, many, many times over the year. And there's what I consider the protected market. The, the luxury is always going to be the luxury. You know, those guys are always going to have the money. Those guys are always, you know, that, that's kind of protected. They're, they, they, they evaluate these projects in their home almost like they evaluate a business proposition. Um, however, it's all of the other people in that shifted mindset, um, you know, where we as integrators, we're going to have to start looking at other things that are norm, you know, the video distribution and audio distribution and all of those things that are our norm and really start taking things that are <clears throat> to what is happening right now. 
integrators getting involved in homes with IAQ, with indoor air quality. Um, because we know the incubators, the big incubators right now are what? Cruise ships, sporting venues. That's why those are the first things shut down. Our houses are mini incubators, whether we like it or not. Uh, they're almost all circulatory. That's why you see, re you know, return air vents. And then your other vents is just cycling that stuff in and out of your lungs over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> but we as integrators can put smart IAQ into a home where we're bringing in, you know, outside fresh air, circulating the internal air out. Um, kind of makes the, the California uh, super energy efficient home look like a bad idea now, um, which it kind of is. But, you know, those are the kind of things we're having to look at, you know. Uh, sustainability uh, network geared for life, not for business. You know, that's something I'm, I'm very strong about. I talk about it all the time. Your network should be geared for the way you live your life in the house. It is not a small business network. You know, it might be built with those guts, but that's not the mindset. Um, home theater, another big one. You know, all the theaters are shut down. I like to watch movies and I like to watch it, by the way, Skylar, on a big SI screen. Um, <laughs> Me personally, me, personally, so me, me, me personally, you know, my slate screen is my favorite thing in the house. We spend a lot of time in there lately. The other big one um, that our whole industry should revisit is gaming. Um, gaming, this is going to change. You, you know, we have all these kids locked inside a house. I need to get work done. They need to go somewhere else. Um, so, you know, that gaming room, VR, AR, and, you know, those, those simulators that are golf, football, soccer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the things we should be looking at. I, I mean, we really should be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Ed, what, what do you got? Putting on spot. I'll pretty much echo Joe, I guess. We're in the same slice of the country. <laughs> um, networking is, is really important and getting more important. We're seeing that. Entertainment is. Um, our client base tends to be probably my age and older. So um, we, we address those concerns. We don't have a lot of younger clients yet that are in the gaming and all that. They have kids or grandchildren that are doing it. Um, but I would say networking is the key. We haven't seen a slowdown in anything. We're still working all of our jobs. Um, like Joel said, we're just watching what's going on in the, in, you know, the four or five hot states. And I'm watching, monitoring Michigan every day. Um, but as far as we know, it's just business as usual here. And, We'll see. I, it, it hasn't impacted us today. Maybe yeah. tomorrow, but not today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as you stand here today at yeah. the time of this recording. Right now, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, my other phone's ringing away here while I'm on this podcast here. Um, so things are still happening, and we're grateful for that. And you know. Yeah, good. Good, good. Okay. Um, in interest of time for a couple of our guests, um, Ed, you're one. Alex is the other. I wanna, I'm want i going to shift over quickly. Um, and with that, I'm going to do my best to kind of weave this together so we don't totally go off track. We're coming back. This is all, all on point. But um, of, of the conversations I've had, at least in the last five, six days, um, where integrators are seeing that uh, they're actually getting calls, leads, um, and seeing a spike is on networking um, and voice control. Um, obviously, I'm influenced a little bit by some direct feedback from the Josh crew and by Design um, Vision and Sound, who unfortunately couldn't join us today, um, have just picked up 
the Josh A line for um, on the rep side, which is very interesting develop Alex development. Alex, we'll talk more about that on another show. Um, but talk a little bit, Hagai and Alex, networking and and voice um, networking and AI voice control. Um, where is this? Uh, is now to me? It seems like now is a really good time for integrators to be um, to be talking more about the value of the network, the value of a robust network, security, privacy, um, robustness, bandwidth. So, guy, that's kind of how I see opportunities for you guys. Josh, uh, with people not wanting to touch things right now, uh, it seems like it couldn't be a better opportunity for the integration community to start talking, pun intended, about your product and your platform. Um, assumptions on my side, if you guys would just kind of tag team off each other, if you would, and, and talk through um, kind of those two, those two topics. As, as it relates to the entire industry, I think we are at a point in time that this is hopefully and probably a once-in-a-lifetime event for, for pretty much all of us, right? And so there is, there is an opportunity here to both train our, our people, train our clients for us, uh, but more so internally. We're looking at how we can shift resources uh, with you know, potential slowdown. Uh, I, right now, we're not seeing, actually, we're seeing things accelerate, uh, which is kind of different than what we thought would happen. Um, but we are eventually, if the, the federal government decides to bring this economy to a halt, which I hope they do, by the way, so that we can contain this thing and move on. Uh, if that happens, we are actually looking to accelerate our uh, strategic initiatives within the team that are completely unaffected or actually negatively affected by normal business because we're busy with all these other things, right, to, to serve our clients, and we can turn our attention to our R&D initiatives. Uh, on, the, on the integrator forefront, I think that the best thing to do is for us to come together as an industry and figure out how to communicate this, not just today, but moving forward. All, all these clients that haven't been upgraded over the years that the, the integrator installed the system 10 years ago. We have systems that are 10 years or more out there without an upgrade. Um, sometimes it's okay. And sometimes, you know, it, it should be addressed. And I think this is a huge opportunity, not just for today, but years to come. You can always talk about, hey, remember when that happened and the whole world came to a stop and all of us were confined to our homes? We were all dependent on the systems we had at home and how well we prepared for that moment. And this industry is, is best suited to prepare you for that day. So that's, that's what I see as an opportunity Perfect. right now. Yeah, couldn't agree, any, couldn't agree more. Alex, what say you? Yeah, I've just been listening, and, and I know the topic is about turning this into lemonade. But I think we do have to just stop for a moment and, and really look at the seriousness of what's going on. And also be grateful that we're in an industry where, in many ways, we're isolated. I have friends that own restaurants that are in the travel business or the hotel business. And I mean, they're going out of business. They're furloughing employees. This is a really, really rough time for a lot of folks. And I think it's only going to get more severe. And I think we need to realize that. We need to you know, think about what we as an industry can do. Interestingly, similar to what Hagai had mentioned, my business has seen more sales in the last 10 days than the last 90 days. It's been a really interesting boom. We also recently kicked off online training, and we had dozens of integrators this Sunday pass our online certification, which is a multi-hour online course. And I think we're finding that people are using this time at home to really double down on education. And I think this is a great area if you're an integrator and you've got staff that maybe they can't be out in the field 
look at what online education is available. I know there's great stuff from Cedia. Lots of manufacturers have great material, great podcasts like this one, which hopefully people are listening to. Um, and it's, it's just a really sort of interesting opportunity to say, what can we as a business do to get our, our strategies in order to think about some long-term planning? I know my company is spending a lot of time doing video calls with dealers on just getting their showrooms really set up because day-to-day they're so busy with clients that they finally have the opportunity now to, to dial in their showrooms. And so I, I do think that there's some really good opportunities at bay. But I also just can't help but think about, you know, friends that, you know, they're losing their jobs or worried about how they're going to make their, you know, pay their bills. And I think the economy, when you look at the stock market and everything going on, it, it can definitely, you know, get you down a little bit. And so one of the things that, that I think we can all do, and, and we're doing already right here, is really lean into this community. You know, as a manufacturer, we try to reach out to our dealers and just make sure they're okay, see if we can help out. You guys are all part of the family. Everyone involved with CD is part of the family. And I think this type of just get together, this type of community discussion is really, really important. Um, but, you know, other opportunities, I, I do think sharing more about, you know, getting your network buttoned up. Voice control is great, totally hands-free, especially in public settings. We're seeing lots of commercial applications that are looking at this right now. But I also, I don't think this is the time to be aggressively selling. I think it's a time to kind of step back and say, can I help the community? Can I help my employees? Am I doing the best thing I can do for, for the other people who maybe don't have it as fortunately as I do? Because I, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm sitting in a house that I've got great automated shades and lighting and entertainment. I've got access to a lot. But just the other day, people over 65 in this town were told they're not allowed to leave their homes. And so trying to help with food delivery, with you know, just access to various resources. I, I do believe we should look at the upside, but I also think it's important to realize that this is going to be a rough time and, and we need to help each other. Bravo, 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 Alex. Um, and let alone Kitty, this is also, this is bound to hit our industry at some point, absolutely. Absolutely. depending on how long this is going on. Yeah, yeah, it has. It has. It, yeah, it will. It already has. Um, you know, we've obviously the number of events that have been canceled or postponed, it, you know, while some of us who are involved in those events go, yay, we don't have to go to Vegas. At the same time, those are platforms for product launches. And there's a lot that goes on to get products were even, you know, prototyped and prepped for an event like that. And that planning started a year ago. So it's, you know, as much as we do want to rejoice that maybe we don't have to do those trips, or we get a bit of a break from, from those shows, you know, there's, uh, it, that is a painful and expensive endeavor for, for anybody who's involved in those events and, and being sympathetic and empathetic to that is, is absolutely important. Alex, I want to just take a moment and commend and compliment you on what several of us have been commenting on, but I wholeheartedly feel is the most exceptional CEO letter that I've seen by anybody, any industry to date this event. And, and, and otherwise I think just you, you, put, I think, what a lot of us are feeling into words and into, um, and phrased it with such genuine love in your heart. Um, and that's not a word to be thrown around casually, but you love this industry and you love your partners and you love what you do. And it's clear. Um, and that came through in your letter. And so again, I, I compliment, I commend you as a communicator. Um, I'm not sure that I could have put together a letter 
um, quite as eloquent or as, as, as perfectly written as that. So now for those of you, if you haven't seen Alex's letter, um, I encourage you to connect with him and, um, and become part of his circle so that, uh, so that you get to see these messages and, and, and appreciate and benefit from those. So um, well, I, would, I, I would like to give Alex a shameless plug since he didn't, um, you know, <laughs> you know, right now uh, we, we all know, how things move with what we're dealing with. And I, I, the touch screen that's on the wall right there, this little <laughs> remote right here, I think I'm going to just turn something on. Uh, and this phone right here and this. See, You're covering the label. Well, no, uh, well, here, here you go, Mr. Clean. Um, <laughs> b- because we can't buy Lysol wipes, which are like my, my poison. I, I love, I use Lysol wipes and everything. But the point is, with a voice platform, um, my seven-year-old doesn't use remotes anymore. He's all voice in our house. He is probably not going to pick up any germs in the house. I am going to be smothered in them <laughs> because I'm old and I like remotes. Um, and I constantly spread them. But, but you know, shameless plug for Alex, you know, vo- voice isn't always just about, you know, convenience and, and that, you know, quickness of being able to fire off things very quickly. It's also being able to take away from those things that, I mean, half time we walk around touch stuff, we're poisoning ourselves constantly. And we know now that that's one of the big spreaders of what's going on now. The less you touch, the healthier you're going to be. It's now a proven science fact. And well, Voice of the Home does kind of help that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of keeping in, in the vein of today's conversation is, is that is, that's an opportunity. And so for integrators who have not yet gotten involved with voice, um, now is a really good time to take, take, take the time to take a look. Um, for those of you that aren't slammed right now, which many of you actually are. And I think, you know, again, kind of bringing it back to the core point of this conversation is that they're actually, you know, the integration community is busy right now. Um, and that's, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, so, so I'm, I'm really happy to see that, that Josh AI is, is having its day in the, in, in the, in the sun right now. Um, and I think it, everything happens for a reason. And while I would never want to suggest that this happened for a reason, there are, that we can take advantage of opportunities as they arise and and build a bigger, bigger, better, stronger business. Um, and this is a really great technology, obviously, to do that. So um, these are some of the more foundational um, products and categories. I want to quickly shift over um, to Kevin, Daniel, Tim, um, and Skyler. Let's kind of shift over to the entertainment side of things quickly. We'll come we'll come back over to the side of the fence too. But um, there is equal opportunity uh, seemingly out in the field right now for homeowners who are looking to upgrade their systems or finally have time to be at home to take a look at the things that they'd like to upgrade. Some of those are a quick fix. Some of those are a longer cycle. And oftentimes our industry, that longer sales cycle can be a bit of a killer. Well, uh, let's go ahead and embrace that right now because we have to. Um, and let's talk a little bit about some of those products and projects that take a little bit more time, um, but have relevance today. And, and so how, how are we approaching some of those conversations that might be a little bit more um, convenience-based, not necessarily in reaction to um, the situation that's going on around worldwide, but for those who have the means and the time and the space now to, to address those things. So um, Kevin, Tim, Daniel, Skyler, um, let's, let's, let's tee it off. Skyler, start with you since, uh, again, this conversation started with you. Um, tee it off and then, and then involve your friends here. Go. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually going to challenge something you just said, Katie. Uh, and that is that it's more of a convenience thing. And while that, in a certain way, I agree, but on another level, we're all here 
connected on, I'm actually on my phone right now. I should be on my screen, but that's my point is we're all, we're all, we all still have to be connected, right? We we're social people, even though we have social distancing things going on right now, <clears throat> actually we're, we couldn't be more socially distant, but at the same time, socially connected than we are right at this moment with each other. And I think, you know, when you talk about entertainment, Joe brought it up earlier and he said, look, like we need to be telling people about how you can get a gaming experience. You can get, it's not just a theater, right? And that's kind of the story. I think again, that we've been telling all along is that like, this is your window into your connection to the world, right? And what better place to have that connection than at home? And, you know, if you've got a, a screen or and a projector and you've got this experience that's life size, it's it's as close to the real life experience that you can possibly get, but in the comfort of your own home, right? And I Absolutely. think that that is not a convenience, right? That's that is a real world connection. And when you've got like kids who are connecting with their grand, I was in India uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And I FaceTimed with my wife and my kids all the way on the other side of the planet. And I was just sitting there thinking like, wow, I can't believe that I'm actually able to do this right now. I'm literally on the other side of the planet showing kids a video of cows and monkeys and all sorts of stuff in India. And it just struck me. I was like, this is, this is what connection is all about. It's been, but taking that back to the consumer and giving, it, giving them the opportunity to experience that almost as if they're there in the environment, you know, and the combination of all these technologies together are what enable us to be able to do that. Totally. Totally. I I think for elderly people who are, that are, have been told they can't leave like in their um, nursing homes, a lot of them have been told they have to stay in their room. Right. Um, I think there's an opportunity for our industry to, enable those types of, you know, their people to connect. Um, you know, they can't, they can't go out to the, the dining hall anymore. They can't speak with their peers anymore. They can't socialize. They're stuck in their rooms and, uh, you know, uh, an easy way for them to stay connected would be awesome. Yeah. 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 Good point. Really, really good point. George, I want to pull you in on, on this. Um, in addition to, to Tim, Daniel, Kevin, talk about and t- kind of talk about the room um, with Rava home theaters, obviously dedicated home theater space, also media room solutions and more, but you guys have been talking about wellness and these wellness and, and a wellness room um, that came up around CD Expo. Talk a little bit about that and, and, frame it if you would about sort of with regard to the scenario today and and how does a wellness room really you know what's that consideration like today and from an integrator's perspective how how might one be listening to their customer in order for the cues to present this type of an opportunity or um you know type of environment yeah well absolutely so the the conversations i've been having the past three four days kind of tying things together um i think there's never been a greater need for us to have to relook at our space. And, and by that, I mean, historically people always thought of, gee, if I'm gonna have a home theater, I better have 400 square feet to work with. Um, and, and I've been a big promoter of, it doesn't have to be a big space, it has to be a special space. 
Um, small rooms can be great. They can be used for wellness rooms. They can be used for, um, like Skylar was talking, if I've got a small 10 by 10 room, but I've got a huge immersive screen in it, I can go in there and do a video conference or a FaceTime with family, and it feels really special. And designing the room right so that it's sound isolated, you know, getting back to what Joe said, where the kids are going crazy in the other room, but I've got work to do. If I've got a place where I can go and not have to hear all the outside world, you know, it's just re-looking at your space and saying, hey, maybe I carve out a little space. Maybe I carve out a big space. doesn't matter, but I need a place where I can either be entertained or motivated or um, inspired, you know, getting to the wellness concept. Gyms are closing everywhere. You know, the idea of doing yoga with 20 people just lost its appeal. But if I can have a cool little wellness room where I can go and, you know, participate in my yoga exercises, but yet the environment makes me feel like I'm outside, that's, it's an opportunity for people to, to think differently how they <laughs> use their home because they're going to be using their home a lot more. Um, and that's a conversation that I think just opens the door for all of our integrator community to say, hey, let's look at something new um, yeah. and not go back to the traditional areas. And the traditional areas are great, but right now I, I think there's just an opportunity where people are spending so much time at home where they're going to approach it differently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that that approaching things differently right now. I mean, that's that's just a great sentiment to 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 share and 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 to re, to recall as we go, as we go through this. I mean, you know, everything's like kind of on the table right now, um, but but looking at things differently is is definitely good. Um, someone else is just going to jump in. Jump in. I I talked over you. Sorry. Um, one, you know, a couple things that are happening right now. There's a couple things that are that are really unfolding dynamically. Uh, one is that a lot of people who are used to working and being outside of the home are now spending a lot of time inside of the home right now. And uh, the second thing that's happening are that companies are starting to move employees from the workspace to the home space. Um, and, and both of those things involve technology. Uh, and both of those things involve uh, spending a lot of time in your home environment when you may not be used to doing that. So seeing the deficiencies that you might have with some of the systems in your home, whether it's uh, a network system or whether it's your home theater, uh, you know, or whether you've got kids at home now and all of a sudden, you know, the home theater becomes more important space. So, uh, you know, I think there's an immediate opportunity in reaching out to existing clients and, and starting by, I think, letting them know that, first of all, we're here to help, but also these are the protocols that we're going through in our business to make sure that our staff are prepared to be able to enter your home environment under these circumstances and to be able to make some of the changes in the technology that are required right now. Um, if, uh, if you look back to some of the events, I mean, we've never seen anything like this before, but if you look back to events like 9-11, <clears throat> some other events, there's typically an uptick in, in home technology business following an event like this because people realize that, hey, I'm spending time at home. You know, I can't go to the movie theater now. I need to make some changes to my environment. Um, I was, uh, had a long conversation last night with an executive from Samsung. 
And they're expecting an increase in sales of on the video side, not on the home appliance side right now, but on the video side, um, you know, just because of the situation. And, and um, you know, I think a lot of the integration community are going to be called on for, you know, new projects or going back into existing projects to, to uh, you know, refit or, or upgrade those those particular projects. And that, and that helps all of us. It increases all of our businesses. Um, the, the one challenge that I think um, on this call, Tim and Daniel might agree with is there's some challenges on the manufacturing side right now with sourcing materials. Um, you know, so there, there'll be some potential shortages in, in, in products and materials available until we get all of this sorted out. But uh, those are things that, other manufacturers that I'm speaking with are finding solutions for, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis right now. So, so there's challenges, but there's opportunity right now. And, and uh, you know, an opportunity, I think, to make the lives of people that are spending time at home more comfortable. And, yeah. and you know, that's where we come in, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and quickly, um, Ed's going to, Ed's going to jump. So for those of you listening in, um, I I'll provide contact info. I'll ask everybody that's on to provide contact info at the end. Um, and then I'll fill in for Ed on the end, but I want to say goodbye to Ed. Bye Ed. Thanks for joining us. Okay. So Kevin, that you did, you made a good point there and I want to, and I want to stop on that point momentarily because I think that most everyone that's a guest on the show um, has a service as a service offering in addition to a product offering at least on the manufacturers who are on today um, so guys I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go around the room here quickly um, we didn't talk about this in the pre-com but I think it is important for integrators to know um, the types of additional services that you provide so for instance Kevin you guys have a power analysis uh, service that is free to integrators talk a little bit about that and then guys as you hear Kevin explaining what he's talking about I think you'll understand what I'm, what I'll be swinging around to each of you. Tim, you'll be next. Sure. So two services that we offer uh, for, for our clients is first is uh, an evaluation process where we're looking at the equipment that's going to be installed, uh, doing a complete power analysis on that equipment and making sure that they've got the right power foundation going in for that project so that the project is, is going to work, uh, you know, the way it's, it's supposed to work. Uh, you know, that, that's been a, a, a great service. Um, for us and, and something that's, uh, you know, helps the integrator make sure that they're, they're specking the right product and, and the system's going to work. Uh, the other thing that we do is we, we custom manufacture. Uh, so we, we, if there's not a solution available in the marketplace, we can custom manufacture a solution to, to provide uh, the power foundation for, for the particular challenge or the particular uh, equipment um, that, the customer is, is going to be using. And, uh, you know, we do that for, uh, well, we've, we've done a lot for, uh, for some of the barcode pieces actually with the Prometheus, we've got a custom solution in the marketplace for that. Um, but that's another solution that we can offer just to help uh, facilitate some of the installs. So, so those are the types of things that we can, uh, you know, we can help facilitate for the installers. Great. Great. Okay. Um, Barco guys, Tim, Daniel, um, also uh, services you guys provide support for dealers. Well, there's, those lines? Um, there's a lot of answers to that, but one of the things that we've been focusing on for quite a while is the architectural integration. So um, for us, a lot of times when it comes to hiding equipment in the walls and off axis and so on, there's a lot of additional math that goes into it versus just a single lens calculator 
And uh, just today, we've had multiple meetings uh, helping clients out on that. So that's one of the things that we're trying to do a lot. And then also on the upper end, for the bigger project for us, they're, I mean, they're 18 months away a lot of times, or maybe even longer than that. So making sure all the details are done right. We spend a fair amount of time helping actually the designer, who then in turn will help out the integrator. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, George. George and Reva, you guys got services yeah. as well. Yeah. I think that the main service, you know, rel relative to what you're asking about is, is helping them dealers or customers come to us and, and just give us the raw dimensions of their space and we help them to best position it. You know, this is where you really should put the door. This is how many seats you can put, maximize the screen size, all the little things that make the experience significantly better. Because now, you know, the vast majority of dealers and any the approach they take is, well, this is the way I did it before, so I'm just going to kind of slam a bunch of equipment in there and hope for the best. Um, and we kind of open their eyes to planning. Um, same way with, you know, our interaction with architects and designers um, in positioning, you know, where they locate stuff, especially, again, with the architectural community, where they start out with really a blank slate. They can put things anywhere they want. Um, but where do you put that space that you want as a dedicated media room? Um, entertainment space. Um, how do you get the, the optimal performance out of it? I'd like to add to that for George, because uh, for those that don't know, <laughs> George and I are doing a theater down in Dallas right now. Um, you know, the, the 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 makeup of Rava is a little unique because you can go in as a complete novice, um, like George said, with just some room dimensions, and come out with a pretty amazing um, end result. Um, or, you know, you could be a company like ours where George will hop on the phone with Steve down in Dallas and we have, you know, sound uh, uh, certifications and ISF certifications and all that. And you put that together with Reva, then you get something even magical. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it is one of the few one-size-fits-all service-slash-manufacturers that you can get. And, you know, it, it does help because we have some <coughs> – some interesting people on this uh, podcast right now that, you know, Skyler over at SI, he probably knows that they had to rush us a screen for this particular theater. Um, but, you know, then you've got uh, guys like Barco that are involved that are kind of at, the, at that top tier. I think me and you, George, talked about at one point using a Barco projector in that room. Um, you know, just all those nuts and bolts that can be put together with Reva. I mean, it, it is it is pretty impressive. I have to share the pictures with everybody in this group. I, it's it's pretty cool. And, and the team at Rava helped us overcome some what we call um, architect issues um, where the room was kind of funky, but, you know, Rava helped us out with it. Yeah, Joe, you know, it's funny because what I was thinking about when, when you, Kevin, and George were talking was – you know, specifically what, what Kevin was saying, it's like, you know, hey, we make we make this custom thing, right? That's kind of what CDA is about, like, you know, C for custom. And the challenge is, is when you, when you do something so custom, is how do I know that it's right, right? That's, that's the challenge. Like, if it's, if it's super custom, I need to, I need 100% to make sure that this is going to be the right way to put this together. 
so that this experience that we keep talking about that we're trying to give to our customers is the right experience. And I think that's where, you know, as a manufacturer and, you know, what Rave is doing with these packages is really, it's our responsibility to take the next step. And I, I call it just telling the truth. Um, you know, we, that's one of the reasons why we, we started with a calculator kind of like what Barco was talking about is we wanted to give our dealers, our integrators, the ability to know without a shadow of a doubt, hundred percent that this material was the right material for the room so that when they go to their customer, their customer can, they can know and they can be confident that their customer's experience is going to be a good one because that's really all we care about. And that's really the, I think Katie, maybe what you're getting at with the challenge of incorporating these different tools and these different ways of providing a service behind a product to ensure that that actually happens. Not, yeah. not only that, there's something important about what you just said, Skylar. I, I want to just reiterate it. With, with you guys, with what you did with Shade, um, Barco did some amazing things, uh, teaming up with Nexus 21, um, what uh, you know, George is doing over at Rava. A guy is doing at Access Networks. You're making custom have a repeatable process. It is so important right. to understand that custom. A lot of people lose money doing custom because it's just always custom. But when you can make custom a repeatable process, now you have now you've got a business plan. And, and yeah, that's true. Point, you know, and guys, you know, one thing I'm getting from all of this is that, um, you know, when I hear all you, all you talking, and you, and you mentioned experience a couple times, Skylar, you know, I'm looking at, I got the CDA size and scope report in front of me, and you're talking about many things that have to do with home theaters and media rooms. For some reason, maybe somebody can answer this question, is that they break out media rooms and they break out home theaters. In 2017, the average installs of media rooms was 19, down to 17 as an average in 2018. Home theaters went from 12 to 8. That trend should be going the other way. And if we're talking about, you know, being in your home and listening to uh, music and watching movies together, and you mentioned gaming, Joe. You know, I got a kick out of playing video games with my kids sitting next to me trying to do a race thing. I mean, that's, that's fun stuff, and that kind of brings the whole family together. The, those numbers are slanted, and it's all Skylar and Barco's fault. When you when you look on when you look on their company social media, and you see 120 inch motorized screens in people's living rooms, guess what? Those don't count as theaters anymore. They're just putting that stuff in every room possible now. So those numbers are so so slanted. Yeah, well, that, yeah, and that's what threw me off because I mean, it should be this would be something that we're we're, we're building, and it, really everybody on the call. And then you know, then you know, Hagai is was you know sitting there without the screens or projectors like you guys on the call. What about the current companies like you know, Red Carpet Home Theater now streaming moves into the home? What about media servers where you need to get that real robust technology? I mean, it's all related, but we have to sell that experience to the consumer. I think so many people still get caught up on the stuff. Mark, to to go along with that, uh, I. Definitely agree with you on this. You know what? What I notice on the call today, we have very you know quality manufacturers. There's a lot of passion, a lot of love for this industry, and you represent the best of it. And we had Alex on there from Josh AI, another top of class product, and uh, something that a message we've been trying to get out as an association to consumers and the trade partners goes along exactly with what you're saying. Uh, there's an article we had on our site um, that that is designed to 
educate consumers about this. And the part is do not underestimate the role that technology plays in your life. Kind of going what you're saying, Mark, right? So um, kind of tying a lot of these themes together is that a, a, a big problem we see is too many consumers don't really get that until we explain to them the internet in your house. And that's, that's like more important than electricity to a lot of people. They have to have it, it, it's a utility. They have good Wi-Fi in their house. Uh, and to now be told to stay in your house for a couple of weeks, yes, the quality of the entertainment in your house becomes a lot more important. You can't run down to the theater now, but how about seeing it in even better quality in your home? And clients in the past, often we see that, and, and I was an integrator for 16 years myself, see these gorgeous homes being put in where they'd spend all sorts of money on things that they're rarely going to touch. Yet when it comes to the technology, oh, just save money, just save money. Can we put this in cheaper, put this in cheaper? And they're trying to push you down without even knowing what quality costs. Because to our manufacturers on, on this call, uh, there's, there's, of course, cheaper product. There's cheaper screens, there's cheaper projectors, there's cheaper voice control products. But what do they get? They get what they paid for. They don't get that quality that they expect. So I hope what comes out of this is that the integrators and maybe the clients are going to listen a little bit more when it comes to having that conversation about quality because this could happen again, right? This is going to give everybody a wake-up call that we might be told to stay in place for a few weeks. So you might as well have your house be a great refuge uh, to live in. So that's what I hope comes with this. Our little part on on kind of this sounds a little self-serving, but a little part that we've done to try to help consumers understand what quality does cost is we built that calculator, which is totally brand agnostic, but it lets it lets a consumer understand what they could expect to have a quality system put in by quality installers and get a, a rough budget range on there with the idea that people will spend appropriately to get something that they will appreciate and, and enjoy that quality. You know, Josh, you, you touched on a couple of things that, that we talk about a little bit as well, and that's that, you know, network and power are, you know, the two foundational systems that, that are running everything else that are being installed. And if you don't start off with the right foundation, then you're not going to have, you know, success with the full project. You're really not going to get the end result that you're looking for. So, so we try to start there with people and talk about the fact that, look, let's, let's get the foundation done right. Do that right. first. And then, and then work on you know, putting the house on top of the foundation and making sure that it looks nice and that it, it works the way you want it to. But you, know, you really touch on those two things. But you know, you, you know guys, what, one thing we all have to keep in mind, and, and this is just me putting my integrator hat on for a second, my, my CDM member hat, is, is that we have to make sure that we're looking at the diversification of our industry at this time, right? So, so those who would um, do, you know, Barco and some of those, um, luxury is going to be safe. Mid-luxury is going to be skeptical. And the mid-market, the actual mid-market, is going to be the part to diversify and to keep your business alive. This is what kept me alive in 2007 and 2008, during the housing market crash was diversifying my business where I stepped away from, I can do one, now, nobody take any offense to this. Um, I could do uh, uh, one or two uh, access network package, ruckus or Cisco jobs. And at the same time, I can do 2000 
Luxel router and one access point jobs. Those are keeping food on the table of my employees and those are keeping my doors open. My luxury ones that I'm scoring right now, they're going to take a year to mature anyways. I've got to feed these people now and money is going to start getting pulled out. See, there, there's like some math that, you know, it's, it's called economic liquidity, right? It's, um, you know, during pandemic, pandemic, epidemic and economic downturn, economic liquidity goes away. It starts to dwindle and it happens in that mid market, which is where at this point we actually can service people and get them better entertainment and Wi-Fi and everything in their homes. And at the same time, keep our doors open. Um, so, you know, we, we've got to make sure that, that we're looking at this in a, in a much bigger, bigger fashion so that we're protecting ourselves, enriching all clients' lives, not just our luxury ones, and then taking care of our luxury clients as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there's two paths we can go down here. Um, Tim, diversification and diversifying one's offering. Barco certainly makes that potential possible with um, not just projectors, but projectors and more that you guys offer. Um, and Hagai, uh, this also for you, we started talking about foundational aspects of systems, and so I don't want to lose sight of either one of you guys. Um, let's stay on the diversification track here, but then Hagai, bring it back around because I want to make sure that we touch base the, the digital foundation. Um, stealing an older tagline from Access Networks, but um, making sure that we understand the digital foundation of the home as it pertains to networking um, and some of the opportunities that are out there right now for integrators who may not be as um, comfortable or confident with their um, networking skills, things that you guys offer specifically. I know you've got a wealth of, of education available, but you also have a new department, fairly new department some people may not know about to support that. So Tim um, Tim, and, and Daniel, of course, um, kicking to you and then Hagai swinging after that. Thanks, Katie. Um, I guess for us, it, you know, a lot of the stuff that, that has been talked about um, ties together because to me, and I think Skylar alluded to that in the beginning as well, which now seems like a long time ago. Um, but it's, you know, this is not new. This is, you know, for, for me, if I look at the way we've approached these things um, and, and what we think we are bringing to the market, quite apart from the technology, it just really amplifies that or, or brings that into focus. Uh, I mean, from the very beginning, we said, you know, what we're really doing here is together with our partners, we're creating experiences for people to share with their loved ones, you know, and that's probably the one sentence that has survived uh, in our positioning from, from you know, when it was just a, a glint in our eyes, if you will. Um, and with what's happened in, in between, that's only become clearer. Uh, you know, Mark was talking before about uh, media rooms versus uh, home theaters or this room or you need that space. Uh, those who know me a bit better probably know that this could get me on my horse for, for 90 minutes or more. Go, uh, go. But to me, that's <laughs> like, you know, we're putting things in boxes that don't need to be put in boxes, and that's part of the problem, right? This year, media rooms are in and home theaters are out. Uh, next year, it's the reverse. To me, and in our positioning, it, it, it's all been about, well, basically, at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're creating a digital canvas and we're creating a, an experience on that canvas, right? And we want to architecturally integrate that canvas and now that brings me back to to architects and designers and how you talk to them which which is another 90 minute tangent that, that i won't come down to but in our experience that makes sense to them where technology doesn't you know sometimes we lose time talking about uh oh projection versus uh, direct view led 
uh, or, or whatever it might be. Uh, that's another 90-minute tangent that I won't go down to. But at the end of the day, it's really about that. You know, we're trying to create um, digital canvases, and on those digital canvases, we're creating experiences to be shared with loved ones. Now, if you look at this situation, home theater is an obvious one, right? That's the one that, that we definitely set out with, and, and that's one where you can say, hey, fairly straightforward. We're in our homes where, you know, I, I love watching uh, a, a movie with my son, for example, now that he's old enough to uh, appreciate some of it. And, and that's a really nice experience. And, you know, this whole situation that we're in now brings this in focus and, and hopefully will also show to people, you know, this is something that's valuable, not just in a situation like this, but that's valuable in general. Um, if you go on the other side and, and you go to gaming, for example, which is another focal point of ours, because we firmly believe in that. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, you can have a VR headset on your uh, on your head. But if you play a game and you actually put it on your wall uh, and it's life size, uh, that's about as virtual reality as it gets uh, and, and certainly beats having a, a headset on your head. Uh, but the other thing that's interesting is in, in the situation that we're in right now, gaming is one of those things where you can have, you, you know, you can play with the community. It's hard to say I'm going to watch a movie with, uh, you know, 50 people from all over the world. It's not that hard to say I'm going to play a game uh, with 50 people from all over the world. So, you know, you, you create a sense of virtual community there. Um, if we go off onto another side uh, and, and look at new media art or, or digital art, which is another really important thing to us, then, then you get into another space again. You know, you're talking about wellness. Uh, you're talking about biophilia. Uh, you can even bring things in like um, window on the world, which is something that, that we're trying to define and use, but uh, which could involve something like I'm just going to project uh, a beach view onto my whole wall. And it actually looks like I've pushed over uh, my wall in my living room and I'm at the beach. Now, this is very relevant because if you make it any smaller than the wall, it's a screen, right? It doesn't matter that maybe the wall is made of screen material, uh, but you know, you're opening up the world. So there's so many dimensions here. And I don't know if any of you had, had a chance to, to see our Instagram recently. Uh, we did something with the uh, um, Atlanta Symphony Orchestra here, uh, which built a show home. Uh, and where basically we didn't do anything that could classically be, be called a home theater or a media room, for example, but where we basically took two existing walls uh, and turned one into an art display and turned the other one into this window on the world. And it was amazing to see the impact on people of doing that and also thinking in this current situation, you know, it's it, it's quite easy to get a little antsy at this point in time or to, to feel uh, a little concerned about everything that's going on. Uh, you know, the impact of being able to look at a, at a work of art that you, that you love um, is actually quite soothing because, you know, we want to share experiences with our loved ones. Uh, when we come out at the other end of this, we want to make sure that they're still our loved ones. Um, so, you know, there are so many dimensions that this pulls together. Uh, and so for me, we've got something amazing to offer here that we have to offer to, to, to the world. Uh, it's just that in these trying times, it just comes more into focus. So hopefully this will be one positive outcome out of the situation where more people realize that the, the value of these things to our lives um, in, in general. Um, and that also addresses a number of the other points that were being made. Uh, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're selling technology, 
you've already lost, right? Because in, in people's minds, technology by definition commoditizes. So, you know, talking about return on investment in, in our situation is, is ridiculous because if you say, hey, you've bought all this technology, uh, if you pull it out in six months and you sell it secondhand, you're going to lose a lot of money, right? So it, it's horrible ROI, but that's not what we're selling. We're selling that experience. If you look at the return on experience, uh, that's a whole different thing. If I take this uh, show home, for example, again, if you look at what this home is being sold for, even if you spend a lot of money on the technology, which at the end of the day is just a means to an end, if you look at the impact that can have on, on your experience of living in that home, it's fantastic ROE. Uh, and so that's, that's what people are buying. Uh, so from that perspective, I, I think in these trying times, not only do we have something to offer to the world, uh, it, it obviously also offers something to our industry uh, be, because it helps our industry um, get through this. Uh, and then I think the, the, the primary challenges are uh, how do we com continue uh, to communicate this to, um, to the people that are out there, that, that this is available, that we can offer this. And this is a challenge that's not just there right now, uh, but I think that's a challenge we have as an industry as a whole. Uh, you know, maybe 5% of people that can do these things uh, even have any clue that, that, that we exist or, or, or that this is possible. Uh, the other element of it uh, that I think we touched upon as well is, well, in these trying times, how do we deliver that, right? How do we make sure that we can show a customer not only can we deliver this, but we can deliver this into your home uh, while respecting your not only your privacy, but also making sure that uh, there's no health concerns or there's no risk. We can actually bring this to you to enhance your life uh, and, and not introduce a necessary risk into your life. So I think that's one thing that's important. How can we help the industry do that? That's also something that as, as Barco we're looking at, okay, maybe we have some other technologies uh, in the wider Barco that can that can help the industry with those kinds of challenges and how can we, uh, how can we bring that? So um, to me, it's, it's, that's really what, what the focus should be. Uh, and it's not just a focus for this. I, I think it, it's a focus for the industry as a whole. So one positive outcome out of all of this is that it actually accelerates uh, our evolution as an industry towards seeing things this way. You know, we, we are selling experiences. We create, uh, of course, that's from our perspective, we create digital canvases to make that possible. Um, and we have a little bit more time now also um, to, to help educate our industry on that and, and what it actually is that we bring to this world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely agree, Tim. Well, very well said. Um, Hagai, I want to bring you in on this because right towards the end, as, as Tim was, was cutting into the end of his run, I saw you stand up. You got, you're, you're ready to jump in. Share your thoughts on all this. So if we're still talking about this, services that we offer and the things that we can do. Uh, we've been very quietly working on a program for integrators to effectively start looking at what we do with their businesses, right? Because until now, we've kind of taken a very passive uh, approach to how we involve ourselves with the integrator's business. And so what we're looking at, and I think now is a great time to start uh, uh, thinking about this is how the integrator addresses network security. And when I talk about network security, uh, th there are different takes out there about what that means. Uh, we're 
we're looking at the, the most detailed way that, that we can address this. If it's intrusion prevention, virus, web filtering, uh, threat detection, uh, signature updates uh, on the firewall, uh, who has remote access to what, what happens when you let go of someone, how do you educate yourself to, to pitch this to then pitches to your clients, uh, remote access, um, also conducting pilots with uh, Sophos uh, and integrators, uh, doing an InfoSec audit, risk assessments, um, security policies, uh, creating some if there are none. And for a lot of the integrators, if we're honest on this call, who has really a, a security policy? I, I have not run into an integrator yet that has that all mapped out. And, uh, and maybe we haven't, obviously, we haven't talked to everyone, but this is something that we should all have, and this is something that we should all sell, ultimately. And so we're, we're taking this quiet time and looking to focus on our accounts, not with all the stuff that we've already figured out, which is the, the reliable network side of things, but also the security forefront, which is concerning to everybody beyond you know the situation that we have today with COVID-19. But moving forward, there is... This is not going away. This is only going to become more complicated. Haggai, really good points made. And definitely appreciate you kind of taking us taking us back there because you're right. We had sort of we had skipped over um, services from an access network standpoint, and really want to. I I want to pause on that moment here, especially because of the amount of feedback that I've been getting, especially over the last week, week and a half about the network and that that is definitely a trigger point. Integrators are getting business inquiries about um, increasing increasing the scope of uh, networking gear on property and capabilities um, to just even re- getting started or trying to figure out how to how to make a home office happen. So yeah, but- it- I think it's one yeah. of it's probably one of the more um, essential categories right now, um, and and you guys have a lot a, a lot of really great products, obviously, but services as well to to support integrators sort of at every level of 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 their um, of their engagement with it right now. And I apologize, I'm getting a bunch of noise on this, so I I'm totally distracted, and I just was kind of trying to talk through it. All of this is going to get clipped out. It was really bad on my side. Um, it. It got a little choppy, Haggai, on you on the end of your run, but I, I think it's okay. I'm not getting any instability messages on my side, but it just it got really broken up. So, um, so I'm going to go ahead and just roll back right to that point as I do that. Haggai, was was there anything else that you were going to continue on? Did I jump in on top of you, or were you kind of? So you know, there's an open window here. Maybe that's uh, some of the, the source okay. of disruption. Okay. Um. So where where did you lose me? Um, I, or, or, I, I didn't lose you. You just, you just got the, the, t- you just digitized right at the end and I'm hearing it again. Are you guys hearing it too? Or is it just me? Yeah. You're hearing it too. Okay. I've lost a guy a few times. Everybody else okay. has been great. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, can, let's I jump, can I jump in on that topic? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so why don't I'll yeah. eliminate me, Skylar, um, <laughs> uh, do your best job of just Chiming in as though Haggai had just gotten to the end of his run. And John, I'm oh. sorry. Enjoy this post-production cut. Here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one. Skyler, go. Yeah. So what I like about what I'm hearing from Haggai and, you know, a lot of the conversation there is there's a lot of talk about, you know, security, like how secure is your home, right? And I think a lot of that is it's really relevant to what's going on right now because, a lot of people are questioning that from a personal health standpoint, right? But it, it really brings to the forefront the idea that 
I think as a society, we haven't necessarily wanted to jump into that question, right? I mean, it's always been floating around, but we don't want to think about it, right? And that's, I think, again, that's where um, our customers want us to be able to come in, the knight in shining armor, and, and, and more or less provide that offering to them that gives them the security that they know that they want, right? That takes it off of their plate from not having to actually answer that question themselves and try to figure it all out, right? That's why we exist. We exist for that exact purpose. Let us, we're pros, right? We are the guys who know about security. We're the guys who know about how to, you know, keep your home secure, how to keep your network secure, all these things, and even your wellness now with, again, I don't know why Joe keeps popping into my, my conversations, but earlier he was talking about how, you know, they're, they're looking at even the HVAC in the home and the filtering in and out of the air. So keeping, even keeping your wellness secure, but taking that question mark away from the customer and putting it squarely on your back to ensure and to monitor is our place in this i think and that's what i really like about kind of what Haggai was talking about there yeah yeah good point really good point i know kevin i know you've got a bit of a time time crunch here um so shift shift gears quickly i want to make sure that you've got time to to provide your thoughts on this as well at the end of the show i'll go ahead and, and give everybody your contact information if you have to jump before we get there yeah thanks katie i do need to jump off soon but uh you know, for sure this, uh, you know, what what we're all talking about, I think, today is, is you know, just providing some, some technology solutions to the, to the customers, to the homeowners, to help them live and enjoy their lives in, in a better way. And, and, you know, that's really being, um, being brought forward now by the situation that we're all presently in, uh, spending more time in the home environment. Um, and, and just being able to deliver a more satisfying home environment for our, our clients is, is uh, you know, something that it's what we do. Um, and it's something that, um, you know, the customers and, and the homeowners, uh, they need help with and, and they want help with this because they want to, they want to be able to bring the, the right environment, whether it's uh, biophilia, whether it's a home theater, uh, whether it's a media room, you know, whether it's the right, the right network system for everybody to be working from home and, and playing games at the same time. Um, these are all challenges that, that the homeowners are facing right now, the consumers are facing, and, and we have those solutions for them, and, and we just need to, to be able to deliver those solutions and, and provide, um, you know, what they need at this, at this point. And really, that's, you know, that's what we've all been talking about today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kevin, thanks for taking the time. I, I appreciate you being on, especially um, being East Coast. I'm not. You're two hours ahead. I appreciate it. It's 530. Go get dinner and uh, spend some time with your family. Stay well. Stay healthy. Stay All right. Hey, Guy, I know you're in a similar scenario on your side. So um, closing thoughts yeah. uh, and such. I think we. it's kind of the same as the title of this entire show is finding a way to turn these lemonades or lemons into lemonade. I think, you know, to, just as you titled the show, turning lemons into lemonade, I think this is a great opportunity for all of us to pause for a second and think about our businesses, think about our, our clients, 
and uh, see what we can do to improve everyone's lives. And if it's on a security front, if it's on a, on a networking front, uh, or anything else that we do that we can address now uh, uh, while things potentially are quieting down. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. And again, at the end of the show, I'll provide um, contact info for Haggai and the Access Networks team. Haggai, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. West Coast guy. Go, uh, go, go support your sure. people and uh, appreciate you as always doing what you do for the industry. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Katie, before we get too much further, um, I'd like to go back to something that was brought up in the very beginning, which I yeah. really think is an opportunity for all of us. And the guy just, you know, talked about it again, where we're likely to have a slight slowdown in the, in the coming weeks. Um, there are communities that we have all have tried and been working very hard to get more connected to the builder community, the architect community, the designer community. You know, we've had a lot of conversations. I know everybody on this panel has had conversations with this. You know, this may be a really great opportunity for us to come together and put together, you know, little webinars, um, combine this group with a very yeah. focused topic and invite designers who right now are not spending time with customers. And we can speak to them and we can put together little seminars and webinars focused at the architectural community that all those architects who are working from home and don't have time for, you know, aren't able to do a lunch and learn. Um, let's all individually add a little piece to that and collectively go attack it. Um, and really take advantage of a unique time where a whole bunch of people who are normally too busy to visit with us are gonna have time, but we've gotta reach out to them via technology and get to them you know, via community like this. Bravo, bravo. Joe, Joe, for those that you can't actually see this, but Joe is holding a light bulb above his head, I think implying that that was a brilliant, bright idea, George. Um, based on what I saw around, I think we're all going, yes, 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 absolutely. So, absolutely. so I'm going to be busy for the next three <laughs> How hours can I after you we get you off. Jump in here, Joe. I was going after, to after we, after we get off this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to be busy for about three hours making phone calls to do exactly what George just described. And this entire group should hold webinars just like, yeah. I mean, this group is perfect for that too. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, George, man, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a right now. And we kind of talked, we talked a little bit earlier, Mark, you tipped off about education. Um, I think it was Mark, you, you that, that mentioned that. And, and just a kind of quick, um, quick stopping point here. So we have lost about half of our guests, but believe it or not, there are still uh, three, six, nine of us here. Um, so not quite half of our guests, but um, we're going to, we're shifting gears now. And I want to, I really kind of want to dive in and, and really dig into some of these details because we've talked about the opportunities, but let's talk about some of the things that, that we can do collectively here on in this group here um, and serve a little bit of a, a bit of a call to arms to the others. So starting with education, first and foremost, now is a time if you're not slammed um with business, um, as many in the integration community are. Um, if you're not traveling for the first time in forever, Tim, Daniel, you guys come to mind. Daniel, I don't know that, I, I didn't realize that you actually lived in a house. I thought you just lived in Delta. On or, a plane. On a plane or a Marriott. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, you know, I, you guys have definitely been on my mind and, and, and front of mind, especially because you, you're, you're kind of grounded right now and that's very unusual and I'm sure that's disruptive. But at the same time, I wonder whether it's also giving you guys an opportunity to do the things that you never do have time for, like just cut some videos talking through processes or, you know, tips and tricks for certain products, um, you know, those kinds of things. So I'm, I'm assuming that's happening. Jump in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I just look at uh, my own situation, I, um, 
had a very specific business plan at the end of last year of how this year is going to go. And that changed about three times in the last 10 days. So um, in one way, I think we've actually been given an opportunity to, I think everyone on this podcast are very creative people. So we have way more ideas than we have time to execute them. So now it's actually a very good time. Um, had a little communication internally last week of like, here's all the great ideas that we have. Let's just dig down because we're actually being given some time um, now. We won't be traveling, won't be out and about. So we have additional time. So I think that's, you know, working on the weaknesses, I think it's going to be good and yeah. trying to come out way stronger when the time's, when the time's up. Yeah. Yeah. So, to- totally. Totally. Mark, you, um, uh, you have, you are a man with many, many hats. Um, and one of those, uh, has to do with e-learning. Um, talk a little bit about that environment and things that people can be, um, looking for both from the receiving of education as, as well as delivering of, of education knowledge insights. Can't hear you. I'm sure it's brilliant. Whatever you're saying, I'll voice it. So, John, another edit point. Here we go. Mark, three, two, one, go. Yeah, there's really two sides of the e-learning that I think should be addressed here. Is that there's probably a lot more out there than people realize. <laughs> they just don't either look for it or don't have the time to view it. Right. So that's number one. And then the other side of it is doing e-learning correctly. What I mean by that is that sometimes when you, when you as a company or, or an organization does e-learning and do videos, it really has to be a science, meaning that it's mostly in little bites as opposed to a 20-minute video, which very few people will sit through. So I think the challenge is not just manufacturers saying we're going to do this, but they're going to do it correctly. And that's, you know, outreach to companies that do it professionally. You know, I'm Katie, you know, without I'm promoting you guys, but it's pretty darn straightforward. You know, you have the capabilities at least to point them in the right direction or give them some tidbits of how to do e-learning correctly. Because that type of information, when you think about it, I mean, I've always wanted there to be something that's more of a uh, kind of a, uh, a bowl of information, you know, whether it come from CD or some other groups. HTA uh, could be a group that would uh, really be part of something like this to where here's all the stuff you need for a new hire. I mean, I'm just throwing this totally at lib right now. So a company that has a bunch of people that hire a new installer, here's a video how to cut a hole properly. Here's how to terminate a cat five properly, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's your one-on-one stuff. And then you move up the ladder, then you go to how to calibrate a projector properly. I mean, it could go all the way up to something that high. Uh, and, and again, as long as it's done properly, that information would be on demand. So whether it be during hours for uh, companies who have employees to say, okay, you're going to spend two hours learning today or after hours, people just want to get extra education. Yeah. E-learning is a, I think is an underdeveloped category, but it needs to be done right. Yeah. I'd like to jump on that real quick as well, because, you know, we don't have <clears throat> a lot of history of the situation, but if we look at where, uh, where China is today versus 10, 15 days ago or even further, uh, I've been talking to our distributor over there, which I, I value his insight a lot. And uh, he's been saying exactly what you were just mentioning. They have small uh, outreach to different communities, but also trainings. And they said the amount of people who are reading it and viewing it is sub- significantly higher than they've had in the past. So they found it to be actually very successful. And we're about to enter in the same stage right now. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree yeah. With 
George, swinging over to you. Um, you are a CEDIA um... certified outreach instructor. Thank you. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, CEDIA has got a lot of content that's already, you know, been vetted, um, designed specifically by industry experts, and it's available um, for COIs to offer. Um, programs to designers, architects, builders, um, no, not builders, but architects and designers to get CEU credits as well. Um, and I think this is another great opportunity that has really not been designed to do online yet. Um, I know it's been discussed, but now would probably be that gap to accelerate it. Um, the thing that we have to take advantage of and figure out how to make happen is the electronic outreach because a lot of these especially in the design community because they're very social um, they like to come to gatherings and in the past that has been the most effective way to do this training is to create a social gathering where they attend and maybe it's combined with a cocktail hour or something like that um, but now they're grounded and this would be a great opportunity to do those coi um, programs online right? Yep. Um, so I, I think that's really an opportunity that CD as a whole, but, you know, for me individually, I want to take advantage of in the coming weeks. Yeah. And we, we need to trickle that down, like even a step further, you know, like Mark was talking about, we had Alex on earlier, just let everybody know here in the next three days, I am going to take that course uh, for Josh AI that's available online now here in the next couple of days. I'm going to use some of my downtime to do some certifications, some education on my own. So are some of my employees, but it's a good opportunity for us to trickle that down a little bit. Um, integration companies uh, should start using, you know, their social media platforms a little more right now, more than ever. Um, for anyone who's on here, who I think at least half of the people on here are friends of mine on Facebook, but if you don't follow my company's Facebook Look at a video I just put out today. Um, it's kind of marketing. It's kind of marketing-ish, um, but it's talking to, you know, potential future clients, current clients, you know, about addressing um, the technology issues they know they're having now. You know, they thought their Wi-Fi was great. Now they got 20 people in their house. And you start talking about what that actually does for an integration company's bottom line. Um you know, you look at social media statistics and the way they are with small, smallish companies like mine, not large manufacturers like, you know, Barco and SI, you big guys. You know, us little guys. Um, I just put out a post. Um, this post was three hours ago. So in three hours, my total marketing spend was $1.54. I've had only 97 people reach, but that's that's not the big thing in three hours. The big thing is what, because there's a video with it, the big thing is what Facebook and Instagram uh, uh, calls through plays. That's where somebody actually watched your video for longer just the, than just the in intro. Of those 97 people reached, and this isn't even refreshed yet, um, I had 58 uh, through plays, which is higher than 50% full through plays of the video. That's a staggering, staggering amount as far as, what your content is actually doing and how they're using it and what it's being used for. And that the written content matched the video, but I want all integrators to watch. If you're, you're 
listening to this podcast now, go to my Facebook page at Thoughtful Integrations, look at that quick video, repeat that process in your own area, because not only will this help you generate new um, clients, it also helps you outreach to all those that are out there. They might not use you, but they're going to make the life in their home, you know, a little more uh, entertaining and work better for the families. But one of the things I want to add to that is we were talking about education like Mark was and George was. We, we need to, as small companies that only have a local or regional um, outreach, start doing a little consumer uh, education. I made a joke earlier that you guys all thought was funny when I talked about the remote and touch screen and this stuff. I'm actually going to do a video that'll go out tomorrow on our Facebook page about how to properly clean and sanitize electronic devices like um, remotes and Apple just said Clorox wipes are okay for iPhones. What products to use with links to Amazon where you can still buy electronic cleansing wipes, but you can't buy toilet paper. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start walking them through because they're at home and, and where are they going to learn this from? CNET's not going to tell them this. So you start educating your local clients or potential clients on these small things and you could become, you know, your local voice of authority, just like, you know, Katie's a, a, our, our big, one of our industry voices of authority, <laughs> you know, repeating that process down trickle to the local. Yeah. Um, I, I think we have an opportunity just like manufacturers do of reaching me. People like me have an opportunity to reach our, our potential clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that I've always found really strange is how we always complain about how people, they don't have attention spans, right? How we can only get 15, which I think you mentioned through plays is at least 15 seconds or whatever. We don't have attention spans. We can't get more than three minutes out of them. But at the same time, people are sitting down on YouTube and they're watching 30 minute to an hour long informational videos. And it's kind of like, wait, wait a second. Like, how is it that they're they're able to get that much engagement on, on, on that video? And it's because they're presenting to them kind of like what you're talking about. They're presenting to them something of value, right? And that's really the whole point of everything that we do is all about value. But when you talk about trainings, you've got to give them something that's going to change their life and give them a tool. It's taking a guy who's trying to hammer a nail in with his fist and giving him a hammer. That's the whole point of why we train people. And people will, I 100% tell you, we have a we have a two-hour shade training right now. We had 30 people on ours just the other day. Not, not one single person complained about the content or how long it was. It's about giving people value and actually giving them information that will help them and increase their ability to do their job. And, and you guys get it, you know, uh, Tim and, and Danny over at Barco, you get it. George gets it. I know Josh and Mark get it, but, but you company, you know, larger companies, corporations have marketing departments, analytics, you know, uh, strategic people involved. I want companies that are integrators like me to actually grasp and understand they have never had a time like right now where everyone is in the home with this in their hand, because this is all they have right now. I mean, the, the, it is very important to understand that not only can you safeguard your company and generate income and revenue, but you can also do every single person some type of favor on how you know technology can impact their life in a meaningful manner. 
all the way down to talking to grandma at the assisted living facility who you'll never get her audience until now because her daughter is not allowed to go in there and visit her. Right now, we can actually give back and at the same time safeguard our companies. I, I really want integrators to understand this. No, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to jump in quickly and try not to be long-winded because I want you guys to have, to have your say here too. But it, kind of a couple of things that hit home uh, for me. is So I live, you guys know me if you don't, whatever. I live in Red Lodge, Montana. It's a tiny, tiny little town. There's 2,500 in our, in our community on a regular basis, a county of 10,000. That's one zero comma zero zero zero. We are tiny. We're an outpost. We're a mountain community. There's one way in, one way out in the winter. Um, so things are things here are are much different than they are for many. And, and a lot of the conversation that we're having today doesn't doesn't apply so much here to my local community. But that you know, I I work globally, so it's I'm I'm in a slightly different position. However, in my town, small business is a really is a really big part of life. And as things start getting constricted, it really is going to create problems. Not that we're unique by any means, but my personal situation is this yoga, George, I, you and I had a long conversation about wellness at CD Expo. And I told you I was going to recommit and it took me about four months, but I finally got back into my yoga practice. And <laughs> I got derailed because of ISE travel, whatever I'm back on it. I've been back for in the studio now for the last four weeks. If I have to miss a session at this point, I'm going to go crazy. And particularly with everything else that's going on, but here in my community, how does my yoga instructor in my studio here in town, how are they going to deal with the fact that they just had to close today? Just overnight, this gal's income just, just dried up. If she cannot figure out how to stream her services to her audience, there's not a lot of, of that here. So, you know, here I am texting her going, you know what? I don't want to come into the studio. It's closed. I appreciate you opening it for me, but uh, let's do a virtual here. Let's let me help you figure out how to do these sessions, not just for me because I need it selfishly, but you've got a community here who really, really, really needs to stay in motion. Bodies in motion, stay in motion, and I'm a firm believer of that. So yeah, there's kind of a personal scenario, and I, you know, I embellished it a bit just so you, so for you that that are listening in, understand that you know just it one little bit of help from us and our community to a fellow small business member, but a small business owner or community member really could make the difference between staying in business or not. And those that participate in that scenario, they will remember you. And I think that that's kind of a, that's, that's a big thing is, you know, do right by others now um, just for the, for the good, but also understand that the, that will return, uh, re return to you. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a KDPSA in there. But, you know, also too, is I think that um, there's so much information to be shared. And what I'm starting to see is integrators, Joe, you got out early, I commend you. Um, there are others, Brilliant AV is an account that we work with on the West Coast. They're in, in doing a bunch of videos right now, just speaking to camera, talking to their clients about ways that they can help right now today. They did a blog on remote work and that thing's probably gone around the globe like three times now in the last five days. Just simply a message out to their audience about, hey, you, you, may, you may need to be working from home. You may have, you know, need to be working from school. Here's some things that may help you. And if you need help, give us a call. We're here to help. Their point, don't suffer. And I love that. Don't steal it because it's theirs. But I love the sentiment of don't suffer. We're here to help. And that, you know, from the integration community, that's kind of what we're here for on a regular basis, but right now more, more than ever. And, you know, and don't suffer can mean something different to everybody. You know, my, my level of suffering is certainly going to be different than um, somebody whose lifestyle is, is, is much richer than mine. 
<laughs> right? So, um, so I just wanted to kind of toss that, toss that in and give a little bit, a little bit of food for thought. Josh, I want to pull you in. Um, HTA, you guys now represent 200 plus or minus, close enough, um, uh, integrators across the U.S. These are integrators who have gone through a certification process, very rigorous, um, and are uh, as such deemed to be the best of the best. Um, talk a little bit about what HTA is doing and as far as facing other trades and making sure that um, the caliber of the integration community that you guys support um, is is known. Yeah, so working with you on this, we're going to get some messaging out to some advice that we're picking up on best practices to put clients at ease too, because some clients are a little skittish about having people come into their home and work right now too. So a little bit of the messaging about that as well. So, um, but going on what, what's been talking about today too, since this is changing everyone's time up a little bit, we're in unprecedented times, uh, we're going to be doing, doubling down on some education as well, both on consumer education on our site too, about um, ways to make their home, you know, more of a haven, you know, different technologies that we've already talked about today, but something to uh, make their houses a, a better place to be when you're locked up for a couple of weeks and uh, along those lines as well. Excellent. Excellent. And for those listening in, if you're not familiar with the HTA, check out htacertified.org. On that homepage, you'll find the technology budget calculator. Josh has mentioned that a few times um, from the integration community, adjacent trades, if you're listening in, or homeowners, if you happen to also be listening in. Um, that technology budget calculator really kind of just demystifies what things should cost and it gives you um, everybody in the mix, gives uh, a starting point um, for, for, where, for where things should be based on, um, based on the information provided by a person going through. It. It's just a wizard. It's really, really simple, pretty cool. You should check it out. Um, there also is a dealer locator on that site that, of course, is tied to HTA certified integrators. So, a um, little bit tidbits there. We also, Joe, you're on from CEDIA. To be fair, there is also organizations, CEDIA, Custom Electronic Design and Installation Association, um, wealth information knowledge there too. Um, definitely want to make make sure that organizations are given 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 their fair uh, given their fair share here. Both um, have a different purpose, um, but work, uh, but are cohesively connected at the middle. So um, take a look at both. If you have, if you're not a member of both, you um, you should be. So there we go. Um, Josh, I want to come back to you. I've got another, another subject I want to, I want to tee up. Mark, I want to come over to you a little bit. Um, with regard to tech summits, so uh, the, you you sold the tech summits to Cedia, and, and you are still actively involved. But they are those events are taking place right now. Some have been already postponed. Can you just give us a quick capture on those tech summit events and where where are we at right now as far as what's been publicly announced? Yeah, it, it's it's a press release by Cedia. But those of you who or know about the tech summits are interested, etc. The spring, basically through May. Tech summits have been postponed. They haven't made an official announcement about the Toronto event, which is still scheduled for May. I think they're still taking a look at things, but the ones for Southern California and, te and Texas have been postponed, as was Vancouver a little bit earlier. Uh, I, I know already CD is working really tough, really hard, I should say, on a tough call, which is trying to get more dates because the challenge with any events is that there's very few windows that you can have them. If you start at the beginning of the year, you know, you got the holidays, you got ISC, then you roll into the spring and every company that wants to have an event has an event. Then, you know, the buying group events, tech summits, major events, even sideways to our industry, like uh, ISC security and all that. Then you get summer vacation, then you got CD expo, then you got about six weeks. 
then you got Thanksgiving and the holidays. So there's not that, there's not that many dates available for, you know, other events. And, you know, and I'll pick on Daniel on this call because he's one of the road warriors many, for many, many years with the tech summits. And he knows how tough it is to go all over the country and doing our events as well as others. So, uh, right now, they're, they're, they may try a couple of summer dates. I mean, the, there's obviously some challenges to that because of obvious things like holidays and all. So I know they're working on it very quickly and very hard to try to reschedule. So that's to be determined uh, as we're going into the fall. I mean, obviously, I think things are too still up in the air about what's going to happen next. But on the positive side, the events we had this year have been really great. I mean, the attendance has been up. Uh, the classes, I mean, a guy, when he was on before, he was mentioning cybersecurity. We had a class on cybersecurity, actually a two-part class by a guy named Mike Maniscalco, for those of you who know that name, that was really well attended, both of them. That was fantastic. Uh, we had Google as our keynote. So, you know, kind of onward and upward as much as we can to keep people safe. And obviously the official uh, message from CETA is very much that. So that's where we are, if that kind of gives you a snapshot. But so far, so good with the, the year, <laughs> the year, except for having to cancel these. And we hope that things will stabilize and people, you know, get and stay healthy uh, so we can continue on with these real valuable events. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a challenge. You know, I was talking with another event manager yesterday and just talking through the challenges of, of, of do we cancel or do we postpone? And, and honestly, and just, you know, to, to get everyone's understanding of this, there are only so many <laughs> dates out there, we have 52 weeks in a year. And, and there are certainly more trade shows than that, at least vying for space typically. And that, that is the challenge this year right now is trying to find when these properties that can um, facilitate the kind of numbers that our industries bring to these different shows. And, in a, in a good time, uh, you know, ETC, ETC. So, you know, what you will find is that some of these events are being rescheduled to dates that are not, you're not going to love them. You're not going to want to be in Scottsdale in the middle of August when it's 185, at least in the shade is what it feels like. <laughs> but I encourage you to please go and support just as you would the event any other time, because we, we, we have to show support and we, we need, we need our industry to stay strong um, and being at these events and participating in them and carrying the knowledge forward um, and plunging it down to our teams. Those who can't go to these events is absolutely imperative to, to, to the strength of our, our industry going forward. Again, another little PSA from Katie, but um, I, you know, it's, some of these are just going to be really inconvenient and it sucks and just suck it up. This is the year that we just have to accept that we're going to walk on the surface of the sun to go to a trade show. It's, it's okay. We'll survive. Right. So um, Josh, you, you guys were in that boat as well. You rescheduled your HTA uh, summit um, <laughs> as well. I think you guys had just settled on date and location right when all of this hit. So I commend you actually on, on quickly um, rescheduling. What's up with you guys on that? Yeah. So it was going to be May and now November 4th and 5th in Austin, Texas. So yeah, two day event okay. kicked to then. So we, this better be gone by then. <laughs> <laughs> it better be, or this will be a whole nother conversation. Yeah, they, oh, geez. I, yeah. I think we'll be talking about a whole new host of, of opportunities. <laughs> now, now, Josh, Josh, I got something to say to you. You know, I've been talking to Katie about you guys a lot lately, and, and the possibility of having an event in Austin right around Cinco de Mayo is very intriguing to me. So... <laughs> Just, just let you know, it might be the perfect chance to talk and get me back right. home at the same time, and then I can stay in uh, down there by the lake. Yeah, goes off in his backyard. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't live there anymore, but my family does. But, but you know, I, 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 I want, I want to talk. You know what Mark and Josh are saying. You know, all the reschedulings happen. You look, you look at HTA. 
and some of the announcements they've put out, and obviously what tech, uh, you know, the tech summits are talking about. While these things are getting postponed, I think everybody is looking at alternative means to provide some type of filler right now, you know, whether it be online education. Um, I was just talking to one manufacturer that was thinking of kind of opening up their demo room environment for um, virtual tours, you know, intimate 20, 30 person tours or Q&A. Um, you, you know, I think a lot of people are looking at an alternative to when people are, are, are stuck, you know, uh, and I think that's a good thing. But also that promise that, uh, like Mark was talking about, and, and Josh, these things aren't canceled. They're just postponed. They're, yeah. they're still going to happen. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, George and Barco guys, want to pull you guys in quickly here. Um, you guys have showrooms. You have um, experience centers. You have um, uh, facilities, obviously, where people can go to experience and participate. That may be challenging now. Um, are you guys doing anything virtually in those spaces or doing any sort of demos of, of that sort or exploring kind of those those opportunities well not as of yet for us at least uh, okay. so i've actually had two different requests um one yesterday and one today for a virtual tour um so i'm trying to figure out the best way to do that as you know we we already have a 360 degree um ability through our configurator so i can take somebody on there and kind of walk them through a virtual showroom um, but we might actually do something um, on request where we do a, a live video presentation in our showroom. Um, and we now have, you know, four new showrooms, including the one um, that we're finishing up with Joe, which, you know, is literally hours from being completed. Um, and with today's technology, it'd be pretty easy to, to share that online. Have you been talking to somebody? I haven't. You you know how far these guys are along today? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, it should be. I mean, it, it's there, and it's it's those are those things is being able to. And I agree with you, George, because I actually got the idea from Alex from Josh AI who was on earlier about you know these three hundred sixty degree tours, but also doing it kind of virtual live that kind of thing. I think honestly, you know, that is going to be a big part in the uh, new art of showrooming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, Tim, that's another at least 90 minute conversation. So we're, we're going to go ahead and block out six hours for that next podcast. Um, but, but I think that that, you know, showrooming and virtual showrooming and how, um, how the showroom experience was changing prior, prior to this <laughs> and will continue to now more than ever. What do you think? Well, there's the, there's different challenges, right? It depends what you're trying to show. Uh, I mean, this this is an idea that we have been playing with uh, for a while as well. Uh, this is one of those situations, as you mentioned, that we may actually have time to execute on it now. Uh, the challenge, of course, it's a little bit harder to get into them. Um, I mean, if you look at a pure home theater experience, that kind that's kind of hard to demonstrate uh, virtually, right? Yeah. Um, but when you look at some of the things that we've done, uh, like in the Atlanta show home, where you go to, it, it's more of a new concept. It's more of a new type of experience. Uh, that's something that you can perfectly do. Uh, and that's something that we've talked about before is, you know, one of the challenges we have is a lot of the cool things that we can do. And a lot of the cool ideas that we have take time to get into an actual home. You know, it's not the kind of thing that you can easily do at a trade show, even though we've tried with art, for example, and, and have had some success with it. 
But, you know, you first have to convince the architect or designer that they have to do this, then it actually has to get into the home, and then you have to be able to do something with it. And, you know, maybe you're 24 months down, down the line at that point in time. Uh, so we have looked at how do we create like a true virtual home that just has all of these experiences on it that is then not uh, so much to show, hey, this is what the experience feels like, this is what the image quality looks like, or this is what the sound sounds like, but more from this is what you could have in your home. Uh, And when you look at something like the Atlanta show home, is perfectly suited for that. And and to be quite honest, we got got really lucky there uh, because this is one where... Uh, one of the in- local integrators uh, invited me to the home back in November when it was already uh, in-, in complete wood frame, um, where basically the design couldn't be changed to accommodate what we had in mind. That being said, it was almost like it was designed for it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and we had the architect on board uh, in-, in a 10-minute conversation, which I thought was amazing because this this home is getting a lot of exposure so for him to go yeah this looks like wood frame but i believe what you're saying there uh let's take my reputation on this was amazing uh so we're looking forward to creating many more stories around that because i think that that's the kind of thing that we need now is we need stories that inspire people right that inspire people with oh my god i could do this you know the same the same experience that you have when you thumb through Architectural Digest, for example, and you go like, oh, you know, this is really inspiring me uh, with, with the kind of home that I would like to build, you know, and that also brings us back to this whole idea of, um, you know, how do we turn what we do into a design material for the architect and designer? Uh, you know, it's um, it, it's something that is not the case, but it's also something where we need our own version of the of the Hippocratic Oath, uh, in a sense, you know, first, first do no harm. Uh, we still need to convince them of that. Uh, and so if we then take it a step further and go, not only do we do no harm, but we can actually enhance what you do. So I'm really excited uh, about some of the stuff that we did. I'm really excited about, uh, you know, how some of the artists and how the architect for this specific home is, is reacting to that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to using some of this time to get this architect involved in some of the conversations like he's he's perfectly willing to you know collaborate on uh, articles to be quoted to collaborate on interviews uh, let's take that opportunity uh, because that's going to resonate in that industry right if if we have an architect that's uh, that's a believer uh, well then that that's something we need to amplify right now uh, because th- i think that's one of the challenges that we have sometimes is we do a lot of cool stuff, uh, all of us, right? But we're so busy doing the cool stuff that we, we, don't, we don't talk about it nearly enough, yeah. right? Whether it's on our social media, whether it's uh, white papers, whether it's videos, uh, whatever it might be. And, and maybe this will give us uh, a, a little bit more time to, to create more of that noise, to create more of those inspiring, uh, inspiring examples and inspiring stories that actually bring the customers to us uh right because i i don't think anybody that's not a geek like us uh is going to come looking for a projector right uh, it's something where you go like and i've said it before no nobody dreams of 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 owning a projector with the exception of uh us right but i think this is sometimes the challenge that we have as an industry we are pretty good at selling to to people that are like us but just happen to be able to afford this stuff. 
Uh, but that's a really small percentage of people that can afford this stuff. Uh, so if you want to reach the other 95%, this is how to reach them. So maybe we can spend some more time on doing that uh, and also spend some more time on, on educating our own people. Uh, you know, I, I think it's very inspiring that we are having some success talking to builders, talking to architects with this, uh, but, but we're not going to change the world with five guys talking to, to builders and architects, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tim, on that point, though, if I could just, I got to jump in because you, you're hitting some real high notes for me right here. <laughs> you, you said you, you don't dream of buying a projector or owning a projector. They dream about what that experience is, what it's going to do yeah. for them. That's that basic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I talk about feature advantage, benefit selling, even though it's so rudimentary for the people on this call. When I go to the tech summits and I we do some sales training and I ask some of those questions that what's a feature, what's an advantage, and what's a benefit, that benefit is so not focused on. It, it still blows me away. I think that probably happens throughout most industries. It's just based, it's not just selling, it's presentations and all that. So your point is right on target. Well, and it goes, it, it goes fundamentally to who we are as well. You know, the, the, there were discussions going on in, in the industry about what should we call ourselves, right? Okay. Where, where do you go from? We go from custom integrator to home technology professional. Yeah. It's like, it's one small step for uh, custom integration. It's one small step for custom integration, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, you know, when, when people ask me that question, my answer is you should have people on your staff that are the curator of experiences, mm -hmm. right? People that can, can curate an experience, people that can connect with, with a passion. Because the thing is also, when you look at an experience, you know, this is where it goes into so many things like a demo, for example. And, you know, I'll, I'll use speakers as an example because then I'm not talking about myself for one thing. But also I think it's so obvious, you know, people can, can demonstrate uh, a great pair of speakers and they can play some music on there that they know sounds really great on that speaker. But if I don't care for the music then how are you going to unlock my purse strings, right? Uh, the way to unlock my purse strings is to unlock my heartstrings. So you have to make sure that that conversation moves from here to there, right? Because if yeah. the conversation is here, I'm thinking about the technology that I'm buying and whether that's a good uh, return on investment. Yeah. If you go here and you say, and it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, I'm going to admit something that I probably shouldn't admit, but you know, I, I watched Star Wars for the first time in my life this this weekend. Woohoo! All right, George. With, 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 oh, Tim, sorry, had, Tim, and, George, and, Tim, whoever. And, and, Yay, Tim. Uh, and I've had the collection for a long time, you know, because it's also one of those examples where I will refuse to watch something that I care about in less than perfect circumstances. And guess what? I don't get to see it because I don't end up in those perfect circumstances. <laughs> but so I was watching it with someone. Uh, that has loved those movies and has seen them many times in advance. And now my system here uh, is, is not an amazing system, but it's it, it's a step up from, from most people. And it was gratifying to see one of my pet theories uh, come true in the flesh again, where that person had seen those movies many, many times, knew exactly what was going to happen. But the experience was just so much better than what they had before that they were like, it was like seeing it the first time. And it's yeah. the kind of thing where you go like, if you have that experience with, with a person that can afford this, at that point in time, if you get there, it's basically, what else should I say? Well, you should probably shut up because just take the money because anything you say might, uh, might, might ruin it, right? And, and I've seen that happen so many times now that 
I'm convinced that we can unlock that other 95%. It's just we're not reaching enough people. You know, it's, uh, uh, and, and I've used this example before. It's just, it's just such a great example. And it's, uh, you know, I like to experiment on my own family. Uh, so it's a good thing I'm not a medical professional. Uh, but, uh, you know, I took my wife to a demo and this was a sound demo because it's, you know, it's, it's more straightforward. And I just said, play, play this piece of music. She really loves that piece of music. And I was fully expecting her to go, hey, it's good, but come on. You know, it's a lot of money. It's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And, and kind of rationalize it. Um, and the only thing she said was, uh, can we afford this? Uh, uh, and I said, of course, no. Uh, and but her follow-up question was was the billion-dollar question because the thing is, it's easy to make the one fantastic thing for the one guy in the world that can afford it, right? None of us are going to build a, a long-term business on that basis. Yeah. Uh, but if we can go, if we can give everyone an experience where they go, okay, how close can I get? We'll be doing a lot of business. Right. And that, that, of course, goes back to so many things. It also goes back to, you know, some practical discussions. Hey, should I should I demonstrate the best thing I can demonstrate, even if not if I'm not sure that the customer can afford it, for example? Of course you should. Right. You should give them the best experience possible. Uh, and then you can see how close they can get, either because they can afford it or because they can go that far. It doesn't matter. Uh, of course, you have to make sure that you do your qualification right. You know, you have to make sure that you are, in fact, talking to a person that, that can afford uh, some of the things that we're doing. Otherwise, it's just torture, uh, which, which is my daily reality. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you, you know, I, I'd like to agree with you because in, in my house, there, me wanting to buy a new set of speakers is always a hard discussion. Um, however, uh, uh, my other half, Sarah, had this exact same experience with a pair of Meridian speakers recently. <laughs> she absolutely loved them. She was like, oh my God, these are amazing. Mm -hmm. And that same discussion happened. However, if this would have been other, any other time when I wanted to buy speakers, it probably would have not went over well. However, exactly. Yeah. the experience happened. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. I mean, if I would have said before that to her, I want to spend $500 on speakers, which is nothing, she still would have said, you sure we need that? Uh, <laughs> if after that experience, I would have said, look, for $5,000 or $10,000, we can go get a lot closer, uh, and maybe that's going to hurt a little. Um, she would she would probably said, well, okay, you know, maybe we can do without this, or maybe we can do without that, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and the other thing that, that really struck me about it was it wasn't just, oh, this blew me away. It was just, oh, man, it would be so great next time we have our friends over to share this with them. Yeah. Right. And and, yeah. and the thing is, you know, I love this story so much that it's almost like I made it up for marketing purposes. Uh, but I swear this is this is exactly how it happened. And, yeah. you know, that was probably a year and a half ago. And she still talks about it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Mark, I remember you telling a similar story with Liz, with your wife and here and listening to music that she's loved since she was in her teens. Ooh. Last year. Last year. Yeah. 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 Maybe two years ago. Um, but hearing that same music on high end speakers on a high end system, mind blown. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I, th and I think that, you know, we all, I'm telling your story for you, but just to move things along is, you know, Kevin Maine, who was on earlier, he, he's been in the audio world for 25 years. His wife, Heather, same thing. She, she 
bless her heart, and we understand she didn't appreciate um, what a higher end speaker on a higher end system could do. And it wasn't until he finished his listening room, you know, like all of us, the, co- the cobbler in those shoes, you know, he finally got around to creating his space and he sat her down in, the, in that sweet spot in the chair and he played her favorite music. She same, same similar as Liz and Tim sounds similar as to your wife is once she had that experience, she understood. And, you know, now I'm, I'm talking about women here quite a bit and I, you know, because it sort of was, goes along with the conversation, but I, but I say man, woman, child, it's one and the same, have the experience and then, and then you'll understand. And I think as much as from the industry kind of coming back to the point of the show from an opportunity perspective, if we can can that experience and put ourselves in a position to be able to share that virtually and walk people through their environment. And instead of getting tech laden, instead, share what the experience in that space could be and and how you would get there but keep that kind of high level you know it, keep it at the experience level not don't dive down into the technology the components the compatibility the, the, the you know like then we start to lose the customer and we lose the point of everything that we're trying to accomplish it's all about that that's that's the thing. It's 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 connect with the passion, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we did something two years ago, which is one of those things that we can give a little bit more noise now to. Is um, you know we competed in well, not competed, we uh, collaborated in in the Hilton kind of high end hotel room of the future competition, where we had twelve yeah. design firms that kind of you know were all together in a room, uh, basically said, look, the design theme is is nineteen twenties. Uh, you've got twenty four hours to design this. Uh, and we ended up with three projection systems in that hotel room. Uh, now, that was interesting because nobody came and talked to us for the first two hours because they didn't know, what, frankly, what we were <laughs> or, or what we were doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they finally came, it was like, well, I have to sit down with you because you're a sponsor, but I'm actually looking for an out uh, as quickly as I can. Uh, but that had kind of given me two hours to design my hotel room uh, taking some, you know, taking into account some stuff that we could do, and then I, I knew I didn't have a lot of time, so I presented that to them. But any mention of technology or anything only came at the very end, uh, right? Because the way we talk about technology, if you transport that to any other business, it's almost talking about um, we're trying to sell you how we do it without having sold you on what it is that we actually do. Uh, which is the same thing as getting into a price discussion with someone who doesn't know what the value is of what you offer, uh, which is, of course, uh, not a very smart thing to do. Um, and especially with these architects and designers, the whole technology discussion simply became just a proof point. Oh, by the way, we can do this, and this is how we do it. Right. right? But the sale was already done. The only thing that could have failed at that point in time was, uh, well, we don't actually know how to do this. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. So, oh my goodness, all right, so many, so many insights shared here, and and especially on this tail end with regard to the experience and and kind of bringing it bringing it home. Um, believe it or not, guys, we've been at this for almost two hours. <laughs> uh, so, bringing it home, um, opportunities, opportunities abound, and I think if you know, there's one thing is for certain is that things are going to change; they're going to continue to change. But you know what? It's Things have always been in change and been in flux in our industry. This is not the first time that we've been faced with a challenge that is seemingly bigger than 
than than we know what to do with. Um, we've been through this. We rebounded, um, and we learned from those lessons. So you know, this is another one of those opportunities. We we will recover. We need to learn from lessons learned previously and and lead with the experience um, and be be a be a very good support mechanism for your for your customers. And as Joe said, use social media outreach. Get get more social right now because people need to know what you have available and need to know that you've got services that they can that they can rely on um, or if they get into a bind or if their current services don't continue to work or experience some issue they need to know who the quality guys and gals are out there and social media is going to be the way to do it right now cutting through the nose you know there's there certainly is still um, email marketing is still alive and well and it is it is very popular and it is successful I question whether we're going to be getting email messaging through to the consumer right now in a meaningful matter. I just don't think that they're going to be personally like, you know, and I'm sorry if you've sent me an email in the last three days, if I haven't responded to you, I'm sorry, but I'll get to you. It's just the volume is so much increased right now. So don't necessarily recommend email um, unless, you know, you've, you've got an audience that, that is looking for email from you right now. I do absolutely recommend social media. There are some for integrators, just a quick sidebar. There are um, companies like One Vision Resources. We talked a little bit about them at the beginning. They have an entire workbook of things that um, integrators can put into play, services that they can um, contract with in order to cover bases for things that are taking place right now. They've got their finger on the pulse of all the municipalities statewide, you know, all of, all of these things. If you've got a question about what's going on, you may want to reach out to One Vision and see how they can help you if you're part of their um, platform already, then absolutely get involved. They're doing town halls, I think, on a weekly basis. There was one today. There will be one again next week. Um, lots of really good info info there. So I just want to make sure that you guys know that that's, that that's out there. But anyways, tons of opportunity right now, some of which we delved into today, more of which we need to delve in, as, as Tim alluded to. There's just a lot more conversation to be had. So for you guys that are still for still on, uh, thank you for sticking in and sharing your insights. For those of you listening, I encourage you to share your thoughts. Um, get get in touch with me, K-A-T-Y-E at K-M-B-C-O-M-M.com is my email address. Um, reach out. Let me know if there's a subject that you want to explore or you've got questions. If you'd like to get answers or get more involved, we'd definitely love to hear from you. For my guests who are still on, I want you guys to go around, just do a quick recap, um, how do people get in touch with you or your company, and uh, and then I'll fill in the blanks for those that had to jump a little early. Tim, we'll start with you, Mr. Top Left Corner, in my view. Thanks, Kitty. Uh, well, people can get in contact with us uh, by sending an email to residential at barco.com, um, but I would also encourage people to, to take a look at our YouTube channel. Um, take a look at our social media, in particular Instagram, uh, where we where you will see some pictures uh, of the show home that we talked about, for example. Um, and it also, I don't know what the experience is of others, but to us, Instagram seems to be uh, a really great uh, way to communicate and to inspire with people. Uh, we've seen the fastest growth in terms of followers there. Uh, we've seen the best way there to connect with, with architects and designers. So that's certainly something where we want to create more inspiration as well. Um, but as you take a look at the, at the show home, it's also interesting to see um, some of the posts by the architect of the house, for example, that show how, um, how he really gets it and, and how this was a unique opportunity for us to skip two years and uh, create something. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. All right, Joe Whitaker, sir. Uh, you can find me, you can email me directly. Just, you know what? I don't need to give you company information. No, I'm joking. <laughs> now you can always email me at Joe at thoughtfulintegrations.com. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, other social media platforms. 
at Thoughtful Home. And you can always find me involved somewhere at Cedia. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, Josh Christian. So I could be reached at my personal email, which is my initials, uh, jc at htacertified.org. And at the main company website, htacertified.org, all the social media stuff is on the, the footer, all the Instagrams and Facebooks and LinkedIn and all that. So I'd love to engage with you there as well. Fabulous. Mark, sir, bring it home. At least for oh, those company, Clary, <laughs> Clarity AV International is my company. Broad brushstroke, but basically business development for both domestic and international. Affiliated with the Tech Summits, so the CDA Tech Summits. You can get in touch with me. Uh, Clarity dash, like the bonus sign, av.com, or my email is markc at clarity av.com. Love to hear from you. Keep getting educated out there, gang. Never stop learning. <laughs> Never stop learning. Never stop <laughs> learning. All right. So that for everyone who uh, who remained on, thank you. Thank you. Um, we also, for those of you who listened in from the beginning, we had Alex Capasolatro of Josh AI. Um, that is J-O-S-H dot A-I. You can find them online and all over the socials. We also had Ed Boudet of Boudet's. They are an integrator in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, Boudet's dot net, I believe is there. Ural. You can find them, B-U-D-A-Y-S. Um, we had Hagai Finer, also from Access Networks. Hagai is founder, CEO, Access Networks. If you don't know, recently changed their domain. Yay! Accessnetworks.com. Accessnetworks.com, nothing else in between. You can find them and everything you need to know about uh, networking there. Um, we also had Lisa Montgomery, who is on the KMB team. For those of you who don't know that, she joined us um, over the summer. She came from Electronic House and CE Pro. Lisa was in listening on Insights here, but she's also is a voice for the industry. So listening in and we'll be providing content out to publications, um, sharing insights from today. If for those of you listening in or who are on, if you're interested in sharing more of those insights with the intention of getting those in front of editors in the industry, let us know. Um, we're definitely feeding as much of that as we can to, to kind of keep everybody apprised of, of the situation across the board. Um, we also had Kevin Main of Taurus Power up in Toronto, Ontario. TaurusPower.com is the URL at Taurus Power, uh, I think the handle across the board. Kevin Main, you can find him as well. Just Google Google, and you shall find. George Walter of Rava was here. They're Rava Home Theaters and Rava.com. Bye, Joe. Um, and then uh, we have Joe Whitaker signing out. Bye, Joe. Say goodbye. Uh, that was everybody on our show, believe it or not. I believe that was about 15 people, which technically isn't a record, but, um, but we'll get there someday. Uh, it was a long show. I appreciate uh, you listening through all the way. Maybe you took a break. Maybe you didn't. If you're still walking the dog, you probably need a sip of water, and you probably do too. So thanks for taking the time to listen and learn a little bit here today. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of Baby Trade Talk. You guys, thanks for sticking in. Tim, Josh, Mark. Appreciate you guys more than anything. Oh. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. Yep. Stay tuned for another issue of a episode of AV Trade Talk coming at you next. <laughs>